podcast. I'm Lizanne Flynn. From time to time, and actually probably more accurately, when I was first starting out and adding Reiki to my practice of working with both animals and people, I would often be approached with questions of, well, what does Reiki feel like? How will I know if you're sharing Reiki with me and how will I know if I've accepted your offer of sharing Reiki with me and so if it was okay with the person with whom I happened to be having what usually amounted to you know the 32nd elevator spiel about what it is that I do professionally I would ask for their permission to place my hand usually on their back, on their shoulder somewhere, and we would just wait. The only thing that I would ask them to do or to think about is their highest and best good because it doesn't really take much more than that for the body and quite frankly any physical body on the planet as they're all kind of pointed north toward health and healing all the time and we never have to say to them heal that the energy would start to be drawn in by that individual's body within literally maybe five or ten seconds I might get a response of oh wow your hand is getting really warm then we would step into the second part of the 32nd elevator spiel about Reiki And I would say, actually what's happening is your body recognizes a source of universal life force energy that's available through me. I'm just the channel. You're really the individual. And probably more accurately, you're giving permission and setting intention for your body to say, yeah, it's okay. Go ahead and and take this in. This is going to feel good. Within maybe another 10 or 20 seconds, there might be some sensations of that feeling of warmth and energy being directed and probably more accurately redirected away from the point of initial contact. As I said, that's usually the back of the shoulder or somewhere else, middle of the back to a body part and the person would say oh that's really interesting I'm feeling it down in my right knee oh I'm feeling it in my left hip that's so funny I'm feeling it on my left wrist and then we would step into where am I at maybe the third part (laughs) of the 32nd although admittedly what are we now maybe a minute minute and a half elevator spiel about what it is I do professionally and more more specifically Reiki and I would say to them this is what your body is doing from this initial point of contact your body knows what it needs so 
extraordinarily well from the universe in the form of the good stuff, the juice that makes it go, and probably more specifically helps it to feel charged up all the time, kind of like the elements do. Contact with the elements helps the body to feel charged up. That the body is saying in its infinite wisdom, I think this left knee needs a little bit of help. I think this right knee needs a little bit of this. Oh, that's right. I sense that the left hip, the right hip, the left wrist, your big toe. I've had people say to me, gosh, I don't understand why my jaw is starting to tingle and get kind of warm. This last would most likely be someone who grinds their teeth at night. The point being that the body in its infinite wisdom, which, let's be frank about it, humans have just really kind of started to scratch the surface about what we, quote-unquote, air quotes, have discovered about the body. It's kind of its own little one-stop mechanic shop when you plug it into a source of energy. It's like that little computer that all modern cars have on the inside, and it knows automatically and instantaneously, ah, mm -hmm, yes, this is where something not necessarily is wrong. This is where something can be realigned. And here's exactly the good stuff that's going to help the body with realigning itself. Sometimes this is an issue physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It could be something that's happened in the present. It could be something that happened 10 years ago. It could also be, because the body is just that smart, something that is going to be happening in the not-so-distant future. Your body, your physical form, your organic machine that you happen to be the captain of during your human experience down here on this planet, and and of course, all other beings, including animals, are captain of their organic machines in whatever experience they're having down here on this planet. Your body knows pretty much what it needs from the fields of energy surrounding it at any point in time. Animals are really good at translating and actually viewing this information coming in from these fields of energy with really wonderful neutrality and acceptance that the nervous system and the body goes, oh, mm -hmm, yep, uh, this is coming in. Uh, I have a certain feeling about this. I'm interpreting it this way. I'm going to alert you, captain of this organic machine, to this information coming in. Sometimes that's information that's coming from what humans might say would be a good place, and sometimes that's coming from a source or a place of, of information that humans would say is a bad place. Animals don't really look at it as being good or bad. They just kind of look at it as being data, as being information. Say, for instance, your animal lands funny and their right front leg kind of does a funny little twist 
and perhaps a minor sprain happens or they're kind of going all out and chasing after a ball across a field and they inadvertently step in uh, a pretty neutral gopher hold and they kind of stumble and fall forward and they hit their shoulder and you all get the picture. And they yelp. That yelp is a vocalization of, oh my gosh, I'm having this experience. And in that moment, of course, the nervous system will have alerted the internal captain of that, say for instance, dog's body machine, and going, oh wow, yeah, that twisted. That's not supposed to twist that way. We need to alert you. There will be a response to that alert, but what there usually is not is an emotional response to that. We've all seen it. We tend to think that animals are stoic, and I think that's our perception that they're stoic, because I actually do think what's happening is that they're not having what I would call an emotional rebound to whatever that physical sensation, maybe even that mental sensation, that emotional sensation, that spiritual sen sensation. They're just accepting it and going, oh, wow, yeah, oof, yeah, I, that, that's not meant to bend that way. Thank you. I appreciate that information. And then they get up. And they might seem to limp a little bit. And they might have additional vocalizations of pain. But there's not usually this kind of sinking into it and then kind of going to a place of, oh, God, my body, my body is doing something bad to me. Like sometimes humans do. When we hit our shin or we <laughs> crack a big toe or a little toe against the corner of a chair in the dark of night, they don't, they don't tend to curse the gopher hole <laughs> like we do. They just kind of go, oh, wow, yeah, this is happening. Oh, yeah, I do, I do have a response to that. But they then they just kind of go on. So it's not really, I think, stoicism that's happening. I think they just have a different response pattern than what humans seem to have, pretty much by and large, to physical messages, emotional messages, mental messages, spiritual messages that our body gives to us. I think for a long time, humans have been disconnected from our physical bodies. I think part of that is tied up with our desire to separate ourselves out from the rest of the animals because we perceive ourselves, as we have the air quotes, thinking mind, that, oh yeah, no, we're not all, we're not part of that old predator prey shtick thing. No, 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 we're above all that. And so, as we've talked before on the podcast, that we have created all these structures that I think we're finding out are separating ourselves from our true, authentic nature. The unity between you and your body is as solid and as immutable as gravity. Just as the partnership and the unity for instance, between predator and prey, is exactly the same way on this planet currently of duality. 
if you can look at your body as a facilitator of all of these quantum fields of energy that are surrounding you, I think you'll find that, especially these days, when our species is most definitely having labor pains on so many different levels, and we're in the process of death, we are in the process of transition, and we are in the process of rebirth, kind of on an ongoing basis, because there is so much shadow that we are attempting to move through and transform as a species. Your body is going to alert this to you. I would not be at all surprised, certainly when the pandemic started and most definitely within the past couple of weeks, if your body at some point didn't feel positively wrecked by the amount of energy that it is first and foremost attempting to alert you to that's being shed on a massive level by all members of our species because what is experienced by the one is experienced by the collective. That's how this works in this place of unity. If you're having some challenges, I would invite you to, first and foremost, ask if this is yours. Ask if you are having, experiencing, some place of stuckness, of density in your own life. If you're not, I would invite you to say to yourself, maybe I'm serving as channel for my species and helping someone else shift and then release something that no longer serves their highest and best good. And for empaths everywhere, I just want to send out a great big huge virtual hug to you all because if I've been feeling it definitely the last couple of days and into the past week, I have not a doubt that you all are also feeling it. The thing is you don't have to stay in this position of stuckness. In addition to asking if this is yours, have an ongoing conversation with your body and listen for its whispers. Listen for its whispers. And maybe if this is even just the first time that you might have had such a conversation with your body, just sit down with it. Act like it's a really good friend. Look at this friend across the way from you. Listen. Just listen. It will tell you what it needs from you. There have been times in my life where my body has said to me in kind of a quiet way, here's what we need from you. And there have been most definitely times in my life where my body has literally shouted at me, are you listening? Is this thing even on? As we move forward together, the more you can understand how your body will give to you all the information you will ever need about any person, place, thing, or situation. 
it all really is just a matter of how willing you are to listen. This is not about you saying to your body, yeah, I know you're tired right now, but I really have to finish this. The body does not like being ignored. Because remember, it's only imperative is to keep you as happy and healthy on this planet for as long as it's supposed to. You can push it if you want to. I don't think that's going to end up very well for you. It is as important to rest as it is to be active. I would invite you to trust that your body will give you the information that it perceives that you need based on the information that's coming to it from every single moment of every single day during this experience that you're here. I would invite you not to deny its needs out of ego or out of a too deep of an immersion into the human experience. The animals know that the more easily you can flow with the energy, even when it feels as thick as concrete, you'll be in a much better place because your body will always have an answer for you about how to move out of that place of concrete. It might feel like a new place, it might feel like an uncertain place to you, but it will absolutely lead you out of the place where it perceives either that you're not happy or the place that you are and what you're experiencing that is not in your highest and best good. So pay attention to that. It's going to keep speaking up and it is going to be even more imperative as we move forward together that you keep listening. I'm Lizanne Flynn. This has been the Animal's Eye View Podcast. I'll see you next time. Thank you.